So welcome to the Barbell Bikinis and Biz podcast. You join me, Lucy, today, and this is my first ever guest podcast, so I'm a bit bit nervous, but it's all going to be good. So today I am joined by Ella. You probably know her as L Fitness, is it, on Insta? Yeah, L's dot fitness. L's dot fitness. So like, oh yeah, L's dot fitness. Oh yeah, that will all come together now. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about sort of first time prep experience because that is something which we can both relate to because we both were on our first prep to the figure stage. Both had it cancelled, but we're in very different boats in that I was about twenty weeks out when it got cancelled, whereas you were two two weeks two weeks out so it's very very different experiences but at the same time there's a lot we can relate to on so just if people don't know who you are give yourself a bit of an introduction as to who you are where you come from and then three interesting facts about yourself that people might not know oh okay um so my name is ella and you will find me on instagram like you said as ells.fitness um i was doing my first ever prep for toned figure um pca first timers um which i'd been doing for well my prep was meant to be 16 weeks long so it was 14 weeks i'd been dieting um and i i don't really know what else to say that obviously happened and then the coronavirus came so i i stopped um and i'm actually now not competing this year anymore I decided to take the decision to sack it off um and sort of almost go into a bit of an off season which I've never done before um and yeah I'm going to be competing next year however I'm changing categories so I'm not doing figure anymore I'm going to be doing fitness and this is where I can lead on to the three facts about me Okay. So, first fact, I used to do gymnastics competitively. Um, and if anyone is unaware of what the fitness category is, it involves, it's very, very similar to figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the pose is the same. Um, but you do your routine and it gets judged. So your routine is actually worth 60% of your overall. Wow. Um, so it's a bit more than the poses that you do. Um, and it's a lot of it involves like gymnastics kind of stuff, like yeah. dancey things. It's very individual, so you can make it sort of targeted towards yourself. But I think for me, that's a good category, yeah, considering sure. my background in gymnastics. Um, another fact. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what other facts I can give. Um, I've never broken a bone in my body. No, neither quite well actually I say that I broke my baby toe well then you have haven't you <laughs> I don't know if I really count that I don't, I mean, can you I, count that yeah I would I've had my thumb crushed but it wasn't broken it was crushed not broken, so. See, I don't know with my toe I never got like an x-ray to say it was broken oh uh, self-diagnosis googled it yeah, yeah. although it doesn't move now <laughs> it's it's just it's stiff it doesn't it doesn't bend um, that no fact, right. <laughs> uh, I have just finished university okay. and studying sports therapy amazing is that something you wanted to do as a career then um, yeah, yeah so yeah. ideally 
um, I'd like to have my own business um, and I do want to do it within the kind of fitness industry. So I want to work with bodybuilders um, and people who are competing or people who go to the gym because for me, that's something I'm very interested in and something I enjoy. So I feel like I'd be able to relate quite a lot to people who would come and see me because for me personally, I don't know if, have you ever been to like a physio or a sports therapist? Yeah, yeah, I've been quite a few times, um, you know, quite a few people that have had them. Yeah. I think it's, it'd be very good to have someone who's actually doing it themselves. Like, yeah, for all exactly. the people I've been to are sort of past it a bit. That sounds really nasty. And people listening to No, me, no, I know what you mean. But to have someone who's actually in, you know, doing it themselves at the moment who you can relate to a lot more, I think that would be very beneficial for sure. So I'll know who you yeah, call <laughs> Cut in. I'll know who to call next, you know, next time I've got a Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I start my business up, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's definitely, that's what I want to do. Ace. So let's, let's rewind a bit. I'd say go back to the beginning, but not to the, the very beginning. So not, not to the back <laughs> to the womb, not back to the womb days, but sort of back to your sort of the start of your fitness journey, quote unquote. So yeah. what got you into sort of fitness and then into sort of the weight training and then into eventually wanting to sort of compete and bodybuild really? Um, so as I said, I did gymnastics mm-hmm. competitively and I actually did cheerleading as well. Um, and dance. I did, I did quite a lot of sports when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I was very sporty when I stopped doing them after I injured my knee. So I injured the, um, a ligament in my knee, which took me out of gymnastics for nine months. Um, and then after that, I kind of stopped and I wanted something to do. Um, to almost keep me in shape which yeah yeah, when you do gymnastics you are naturally just in quite good shape because you're doing it all the time well I was anyway so I wanted something a something to keep me in shape and be something to do like as a hobby I guess Mm -hmm. Um, and I sort of saw that people were going to the gym and I knew about the gym but I didn't really know a lot about it so I started going to the gym um and I'm not gonna lie I just used to do cardio I used to take it in turns on the machines I'd do 10 minutes on each one which I look back at now and it's just I laugh because yeah I hate cardio now but um I used to do that I used to do a bit of abs sometimes and then I started getting more into it um I got more into it seriously when I went to uni so when I first started at uni um, I met a friend and we both used to go to the gym together and it wasn't until um, someone came up to me and asked me if I was competing and I'm assuming it was because I was naturally I was naturally very small and very lean mm-hmm. um, growing up I, I'm quite like what's the word I, I didn't have a lot of body fat on me yeah. I didn't do you know what I mean so I think they asked me that and I had no idea what it was at all. I didn't know what competing was. I was like, what is that? And I was like, obviously I said no. Um, and that then kind of, I, I guess it kind of planted the seed in my head right. to sort of look more into it. I then started understanding what it was, but I was very much like, that's not for me. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it, but I used to look at people and be like, oh my God, they look too muscly. No, I did as well. They, <laughs> I did as well. Yeah. They, they, look like a, they look like a man. That's what yeah. I used to think. Yep. And I didn't have that understanding of it. And that was, that was just my opinion. And then 
say a year or year and a half down the line from there when I was getting way more into the gym and I was noticing differences and like I was building muscle and you almost see the changes and it's like wow and you put this effort in and I think unless you go to the gym you don't really understand what it's like to be like to sort of go and it's more it's more than just the gym it's a place to take your stresses out um focus on yourself and just have time out of any other things that you do um so yeah fast forward a year or so um and someone who was a personal trainer at this new gym that I joined so I used to go to a very commercial gym like the gym yeah yeah yeah. JD gyms I used to go to JD gyms at uni and then I moved to a gym closer to me when I changed into my second year Mm -hmm. um which was like um what you'd call a bodybuilding gym yeah and it was full of people who were like bodybuild and one of the personal trainers in there who I became friends with said to me that um I'd be good at competing and I should consider it and have I considered it like I'd I'd be really good and obviously when someone's telling you for the second time like or asking you about it it almost makes you think okay if someone's saying that is that like should I do that yeah um and I had after that I had a couple more people mention things to me um so I kind of that definitely made me think about it a lot more. So then I started looking into it. I started like looking at the sort of different categories and stuff, but I only really looked at bikini because right. in my head, that's what I thought I would do. I thought you get to choose. I thought you'd go, I want to do that. And that's what you do. <laughs> um, so I then looked at, you know, Emma Hindman. Yes. Yeah. 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 I looked, I found Emma Hindman on Instagram and she she preached about if you want to compete you know you need to learn how to pose first as soon as you know and I think I'd kind of decided in my head well one day didn't know when one day I wanted to compete yeah I'd kind of decided this so I then thought right well maybe I should just learn how to pose and I used to it's funny I used to stand in my room um and I used to google like on youtube videos of people like on the stage but I don't think there's many videos out there to be fair it's no, all quite not, not no yeah like, if you search on YouTube or online you don't get a lot um so I just used to watch these videos of people like really far away on the stage doing like their like their eye walk or like their poses and I used to like try and copy and I used to stand in my room like in my in my night like he was out that I used to wear like you know when you go right clubbing yeah. Yep. wear my heels put them on and I'd like just stand in my underwear and I'd just try and do these poses so I thought right okay I need to actually learn yeah. so I went to see Emma and she asked me if I had a coach and I was like no she also asked me like what did I know what federation what category and I was like no I know nothing so she helped me she got me into some positions and told me that she thought I'd be best suited for figure as right. opposed to bikini um, because I have a lot more, like my, my legs are quite um, muscly. Right. Um, I hold a lot of muscle on my legs and um, she said that it would be hard for me to do well in bikini right. just because of my, my shape. Um, mm-hmm. So should you be suited for figure and I think you do very well in it. 
so I was a bit like oh don't know that made me think oh, do I really want to do this because yeah I didn't really like the idea of doing figure after that I then looked more into it and I kind of realized that actually figure is so amazing yeah and I th- I personally love bikini uh, I love them all but for me I think figure is incredible I, I love it um so then I decided I need to get a coach or look into getting a coach mm-hmm. I didn't know when I was going to compete I just thought in the future maybe I need to just look into it so I, I was looking on on Instagram um at coaches and I was just a little bit clueless I found a few and then I contacted um a guy who's actually my coach like now um oh, yeah. yeah Marcus Muscle and yeah. I approached him on Instagram and he was like oh my gosh you have so much potential um I would 100% like like let you on my team blah 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 um so I was like okay and when this I'm the sort of person that when something gets planted in my head yeah I I can't like I can't just leave it so because I've been told I had potential I like when I went to see Emma as well she was like I picked it up really quickly the poses I picked Mm -hmm. up very quick I don't even know how, but I, maybe it's to do with my background of gymnastics and dance. I'm I have a Bambi. Like I thought I'd be okay because I've got a dance background as well. I'm shocking. Yeah. But really, it's it's horrendous. Practice though. Like I look I, back I, at when I first like went with Emma, and I'm like, oh my god, like yeah, true, true, yeah. What, that's awful. But I picked it up okay. I wouldn't say I was amazing, but like quicker than some um (laughs) you're it's practice it's practice like you will you you'll have a better before and after do you know what i mean i already do but it's still not great but i think as well now that it's not happening i've just eased off a bit taking the foot off the gas well i used to practice like every day and i don't even think i practice once a week now no um but anyway so i I can't remember what I was saying. You had the seed planted in your heads that you were going to do the shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then I decided to go for my coach, Jan, and he said that he thought I should do the first time was in April. And this was back in November. Oh, wow. That he said this. So I'm in my head, obviously, I'm working out like that's not that far away. And like, Obviously, knowing a few people who'd done preps before, knowing the amount of time that you do a prep for, mm. I'd worked, I worked back from the date that he said it was, figured out that I'd have to start prep in December. And for me, I was like, whoa. Like, that is, that's very, very soon. I don't know if I can yeah, do that, but I just, I did it. I committed. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I worked, with, like, I started with him, and I think I had about, three weeks with three or four weeks of him maybe even less before I started prep wow um yeah and I just went like full force like head first into it um and I didn't really look back it just all happened very quickly and then yeah. obviously here I am shows got cancelled and now I'm like <laughs> yes. so I just want to talk about the prep itself as sort of a first first timer had you ever done anything remotely similar like a, a sort of a diet was it the first time you'd ever actually sort of done a 
a diet and obviously I'm guessing it's the first time you'd ever done a, a structured or yeah. as extreme sort of diet so let's just talk about that as to was it the first time you've done anything like it and the struggles how you found it so yeah yeah so for me it was the first time I'd ever had a diet plan ever okay. done a diet I guess yeah. I did do um a little diet as such when like I went on holiday yeah last year um but it was not it was not anything like a diet you do for a prep it was just me eating a bit better um and the the boy I was with at the time was actually um a personal trainer so he just sort of like and I'm not gonna lie no no bad blood on him but it was not the right kind of diet to be doing um just for a holiday Mm -hmm. I was eating like next to nothing like chicken and rice because in my head that was what I needed to eat yeah um but yeah so I'd done that but other than that I've always eaten intuitively I've never really tracked properly I tracked macros I think in my first year at uni for a little bit and then like stopped Mm -hmm. I I just I've I've always just eaten whatever I feel like and I've I'm quite lucky in the sense that I've not experience bad um relationships with food or with my like my body like I've always been very confident Mm -hmm. um and happy um so starting a diet it was very very different for me um but obviously was quite exciting because I had this this goal to get towards and you probably completely understand as well when you first do it you notice things changing so quickly yeah and like you almost become addicted yeah to the dangers see mine's very different in that I started in I wasn't ever competing like earlier on I wasn't I was looking at sort of September shows but I did start in January now you might be thinking oh my god but I start I did very slow what, this year or yeah this year so I was oh. planning on prepping for September this year um but I yeah. started in January so I'm still I'm still technically on a prep long story but yeah. I started in January so mine was a lot slower it was very very slow so I started very high yeah. it's only really now that things have started to but yeah I totally relate to the fact that when things start to change week on week it's so addicting isn't it it's, yeah it's, like you I was obsessed with waking up and looking at myself in the mirror it sounds really vain but I used to love it no because it is fast like changes I think this is what very differentiates a prep from just the diet in that when things start to get tough things do change very fast in how you look and because of the muscle mass rather than just being lean you start to see definition that you didn't even know you had and lines yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and um, so you said it was a meal plan is that right that you were on like an actual yeah eat this 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 yeah how, how were you how was that so how did you find that how were the foods on that how did you how did you find it so for me when I first got my meal plan I it was exciting and I loved it and Mm -hmm. I just I just did it like yeah and I know I definitely I went from eating random things having no kind of structure in my diet to then being given these foods to eat and obviously I'd kind of been the average person and eating three meals a day. That's yeah. what I did. Um, it was snacks here and there, obviously. Um, <laughs> um, to then go from that to having six meals a day, 
yeah I was like what is this what how am I going to do that so it was very exciting and I did notice a massive difference in my training it yeah. really affected my training in a very positive way I was hitting pbs like here there and everywhere um it was just it was amazing and I loved it like I loved going to the gym I'd have my pre-workout meal and the diet plan I started on so when I started with my coach he gave me the diet plan from like when we started together and it was I had things in there like bagels um pop tarts um like cereal like I had a lot of things that I enjoyed yeah um, and it didn't change that much when I started prep it kind of he added in a bit more cardio and he changed like I think he took like a bit of the food out but not a lot yeah. and my food stayed pretty much the same for majority of my prep I think towards the end the end few weeks about five weeks well five weeks out if we say like obviously it wasn't but yeah. what I thought was five weeks out it then started to change so carbs got dropped things got taken out like I didn't have um like pop tarts and stuff and I was actually still eating bagels oh, wow. um and stuff but yeah so my food was actually not an issue and I didn't really need to drop my food very low mm-hmm. to see changes um so for me the diet was great and I loved following the plan and on there was times when it was difficult because I love food I wish I could separate my like connection with food but I can't for yeah. me food is enjoyment I love I love it and I'm very emotionally attached to food um I think we all are to an extent though and I don't think that's a personal thing I think it's a societal thing I think we all are so for sure yeah but no I did used but, to find that there were times when I was I was wanting to eat shit whatever I yeah. wanted and I did I did go off plan I did cheat on my diet and I will I will hands up say that and I I'm not I don't want to hide the fact that I did no. because I don't think that's right but I did um and it's it is what it is um and I wouldn't do anything differently so what actually happened with that then what how like how far out was that what how how much did you cheat was it like one extra thing was it quite a big thing and sort of how did you feel about it sort of going into it and then afterwards as well so I I think all of the bodybuilders out there if they're listening to this are probably going to I don't know the serious ones are probably going to be like oh my god can't believe she's done that but what I cheated on my diet more than once um there was a couple of times when I would dip my finger in the lotus biscuit spread which is not a massive a massive thing but like obviously it's not on your plan so it is it is like going off your plan so I did that a couple of times um and then there was another time I ate a my friend had made some like rocky road and I had one and it's it's like it's a mental battle because yeah. you tell yourself your head's going you deserve it eat it it's not going to make a difference and there's yeah. another part of you that's going why would you do that you're working so hard you don't need it but I'd sometimes give in and I'd eat it but what I was quite good with was telling my coach, admitting it, and also um, not feeling guilty about it. 
yeah like if it would happen it happened and i'd i'd move on i'd be like right here that happened whatever i wouldn't change anything the next day i wouldn't do anything differently i that was that was it like that happened Mm -hmm. um and there was another time when i so i went to america yeah um during my prep which was another whole story I did very well in America and I've actually wasn't even um, my, my coach is very good in the sense that he didn't say to me, you can't have anything in America. And we worked very well in, I think I'm very lucky. I don't know if anyone else would have been able to do this or, but I don't know if it was just me as an individual, but I was able to, eat my like meals during the day and we cut the carbs from all the meals so then I could enjoy a off-plan meal in the evening when everyone would go out for yeah, food yeah. so I did that most nights well he said it originally on the nights when you everyone goes out for a meal yeah. go with them be sensible have something you know like not ridiculous but enjoy something yeah. but just cut carbs out for the rest of the day so it ended up being most nice to be fair um which worked very well and I actually think I looked my best when I was in America which is interesting um might have been a bit of the relaxation side of things as well being a bit more relaxed and somewhere different yeah definitely I think it was I I don't regret it and obviously people say to me now well no you could have you could have gone to America and you could have had whatever but I don't think I would look at it like that. No, you shouldn't. I look at it as, I don't know, that I feel very proud that I was, Yeah. I did that and I stuck to things and I had that enjoyment as well as being on prep, which I think a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it's always going to be there. Like, America's not going anywhere. And the, food, no. the food's only going to be there. So next time you go, there's going to be more stuff. Exactly. Sure. So... It seems, and to be honest, it's really good that you're open and honest about that because I think social media paints this picture of prep being everyone is totally on it all the time and not, it's only maybe partial that things like that happen. But, you know, when you're actually on prep, you are on it 24-7. But especially for a first-timer, it's it's difficult because you don't know what to expect and no. you don't know. It's, it's very challenging, so it's very good and... I think it's great that you're honest and open and it's good that you were honest with your coach as well because a lot of people aren't a lot of people are scared to admit yeah. to do something that's not wrong wrong is the way you're putting it but off off plan yeah that shows a good relationship and I'm guessing that's why you're still working together now because things seem yeah. to have a good relationship yeah so, no definitely are you wanting to still work with him then into sort of looking into next year then as well into the yeah so I <laughs> Obviously, I've, I think people need to find the right coach for them. And yeah. for me, I work very well with Jan. Um, he, I'm the sort of person I like. I do like food. And he's helped me in setting my diet at the moment to be able to include the foods I enjoy. And I personally love that. Mm-hmm. And I know some people who do bodybuilding will say, like, you know it's all or nothing kind of thing like yeah off season like some people will do their off season like they treat their prep for me I can't do that because I would I think if it came to a prep again 
I would then go absolutely crazy because I haven't allowed myself to ease off a bit I guess um yeah. so with the plan that I've got with him now it's really good and we've looked at like where I want to go in the future he was the one who suggested fitness to me um and he believes in my goals um a lot more not a lot more than I do but like to have someone believe in your goals so much that they like can sort of visualize them as well as you I think is really good and that's why I work really well with him because of that awesome so the diet didn't seem horrendous from what you said was there anything that was a lot a lot more challenging than you expected because from the sounds of things the diet side of things wasn't quite as bad or as hard as maybe you'd anticipated but was there anything that was or you weren't expecting um I think to be honest I've obviously made it seem like the diet wasn't an issue but I think for me the diet was the hardest thing um and where I was at uni to be fair that was probably another thing that was Mm. very difficult so doing a prep while you're in your third year of university doing a dissertation um and especially the course I was doing is very practical yeah um I'm sure most people know like sports therapy is very hands-on yeah and I was doing a placement while I was in my third year um and my dissertation involved um me doing massages um and stuff to like participants so I was very active with that and it did make it quite difficult especially placement I was on placement with a rugby team, mm-hmm. um, which I would go to Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. So I do matches on a Saturday and training on a Tuesday and Thursday, which took up a lot of my time. And it would mean that I'd have to have my meals there, which wasn't an issue. I didn't care about taking my meals places. I would take them. I didn't have any shame. I'd eat them in Tupperware boxes anywhere. Yeah. That wasn't an issue. The issue was rugby players um they do like they like to get drunk they like to yeah. a lot of rug their rugby sort of social events and socializing involves eating and I'm, i mean that's the same for everything to be honest but with rugby oh, yeah. oh. they're very much every session every training session they they'd eat food after which at the beginning i would eat as well mm-hmm so obviously then when I started prep, I wasn't eating it. And it was always the questions like, why, why aren't you going to eat it? And they didn't mean it in a, in a way or in a way to be offensive, but they would make comments. Like if I came in with my Tupperware box of vegetables and mints, they'd be like, what is that? Why are you eating that? Do you enjoy it? Why? Like there'd, there'd be constant yeah. questions or on games, I'd go to matches and, they'd try and force me to eat something I didn't want to eat um which takes a lot of willpower to not do and especially when you're in an environment where you're not very comfortable like I was obviously new I'm not a rugby player I I'm a sports therapist and I was on placement like I was almost more I was not seen as what's the word like I wasn't on that sort of higher level than they were 
I was almost a level below and I got along with them all very well but mm. then they'd like to sort of make jokes yeah. and I'd be on the coach and they'd be like why don't you just have this bit of chocolate why don't you just have a bit go on like you know you want to and in my head I was thinking yeah I really want to I really do want to and I wish I did but like I'd have to stop myself and I think that was the hardest thing for me is resisting the temptation from being on placement yeah sure so I want to go back a bit to a wonderful day that I'm sure is forever a happy memory for yourself the day you found out it's game over oh god do you know what did you have a, did you sort of know it was going to get cancelled in your head and not accept it because it was obviously everything was sort of all blurry and then it all just sort of came out or was yeah. it a total no I'm doing it I'm doing it until they say no so, so, so not that day I think leading up when everything was kind of a bit people knew that it was a possibility yeah but my coach was definitely one who was very much like look until everything's definitely not happening carry on as normal mm-hmm. assume the shows are going ahead treat it like you would if they were going ahead don't do anything differently because I kept getting worried like I'd sort of message him and say oh my god like I'm really worried that the show is going to get cancelled I don't know what to do and it would stress me out quite a lot and he'd yeah. always come back with don't stress they will go ahead everything is going to be fine it will go on as normal carry on with what you're doing so mm-hmm. I'd be like okay yep that's fine so I'd carry on um and then it, it got to I remember obviously I was about two weeks out. I think it was a little bit more than two weeks out but it was not it wasn't three weeks it was in between the two and three yeah. week mark and I remember this few days leading up to it so I'd do my check-ins um, whenever he said so I did my check-in on a Thursday Mm-hmm. and he then said right I want you to do the next check-in on Wednesday next week and this was when he'd then dropped my carbs by quite a lot nice. I was on very like well for me it was very low carbs mm-hmm. and it was a, ma- a massive change in my diet yeah for like, the whole of prep and I noticed my weight just plummet like my weight went crazy. I dropped so much weight. I was feeling so like drained. And it was when I really started to feel it. Like, mm. you know, when people say like you get to a point and you're just, it's like everything's yeah. so difficult. My training was suffering. I, you know, like I was starting to notice all these different lines and I was, I was really, really feeling, I was, I feeling flat, but I was feeling lean okay. and I was really excited to do my check-in on the Wednesday because obviously my weight had gone down and like everything was happening. It was all very exciting. And on the Tuesday, I remember the day because I do, it was on a Tuesday that the shows got cancelled and I was in clinic. So at the uni, I did um, sports therapy clinic on a Tuesday and I was in the clinic and I remember I'd been in such a rush that day. I'd forgotten to bring um, my meals, I think. So I'd only eaten breakfast, I think. I can't remember exactly, but I just remember I'd forgotten yeah. a meal or something. So it was, a, I have clinic from like one until five. So I'd not eaten 
obviously between one and five I think I'd had two meals or something I don't know yeah. not a lot but not a lot um, yeah in the middle of clinic I remember seeing my friend who was also doing the same competition with me coached by Jan as well message me saying have you seen this and she sent me the um it was like a confirmation email from like, or like a thing on PCA saying oh, I think it was the venue the venue was um closing right so the venue that my show was at was closing and that, that was the first sort of hit the first realization of mm. oh my god maybe this isn't actually gonna happen um then after I'd come out of clinic my coach made a group chat with all of the first timers and sent a voice note and I think this is what hit me it was him saying look it's looking very unlikely that shows are going to go ahead um and he basically just said it's fine to be like upset it's fine to be you know not really sure how you feel blah 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 blah. enjoy an off-plan meal tonight and I in my head I was like what because on prep you don't just they don't just say oh I have an off-plan meal so it was so weird for me and me being the foodie I am I was like oh I don't I want to eat something but I almost felt so sick because I was so like upset and I remember walking along um I called my friend to tell her and I just broke down into tears in the middle of the town centre because it hit me that like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this show like it's not happening all this 14 weeks I'd worked towards it's it's over and I've not even I've not even stepped on stage and I I went to hers and I I got really really upset um and I don't know it didn't really hit me properly I think it took a good good week or two or quite a few weeks actually to it actually hit me that I was not competing when I thought I was because I was still in that mindset of of prep but I wasn't on prep and I tried to do a um so my coach told me like think of it as a really good body recomposition so now we're in a really good place to push food up like build muscle to then put you in an even better position for when you you know when the shows get re-announced and you can compete again but I just yeah I I don't know if you want to talk about that but after that it was a shit show is that what you did the YouTube video um about yeah yeah I mean, we don't have to touch it, but I think, obviously, depends how you feel about it, but I think it was something that, again, would be quite insightful for people and to, to show yeah. people ha- what what actually can happen, because it was basically a post-show, but without a show. Without show. <laughs> and it's, I guess it was harder in the respect that it was more of an emotional response as well, because you were genuinely, obviously, upset because you've given your mm-hmm. life to this period of time for it all to be taken away so there's probably the emotional side of it as well rather than it just being a right I can't actually eat now yeah 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 no so for me that night that the shows got cancelled I (laughs) I had a Domino's Mm -hmm. as my choice of off-plan meal I was on my own um and I think I told myself I'd just have one pizza and that would be it Mm-hmm. But I'd had all these snacks that I'd got from America, <laughs> which is not a good idea. And people told me, people told me, don't 
keep a stash don't save up food for after your show don't do it don't put sweets and chocolate in your room like don't and I didn't listen I was like I'm gonna do that but to be honest it's America and it's one of them like yeah that you can still get snacks but in America like oh no it's another it's another ball game I went to America a few years yeah. ago it's unreal isn't it it's absolutely unreal yeah so a lot of my favorite snacks are actually in America so I, I bought a lot back with me and I had them in my room and I'm not gonna lie obviously the the like realization that I was not doing my shows anymore it was like a release of like oh you can do what you like yeah um so I just I, I sat in my room watching a film and I, I remember I remember watching this film eating my pizza and I, I said to myself, allow yourself a cookie because I bought some cookies. Um, I had one and I just, it was like, what I'd do is I'd get up, I'd grab a handful of like cookies or whatever I had, like yeah. peanut butter and M's, like whatever it was. I'd get a little handful and I'd say, right, this is fine. Like this is just a little handful. Just allow yourself this treat. You can have it. I'd sit in my bed and I'd eat it. And then I'd be like, oh my God it's gone so I'd get more yeah and I just kept getting up and it, instead of like taking the packet and putting it next to me and just eating it it was like in my head getting up and getting a small handful made it feel like I wasn't eating as much and then I sat there after a while looked at all the like wrappers and empty packets and was like oh my god have I actually eaten that what the hell did you feel it? Did you feel like full or was it a weird sensation of almost not it feeling was, it? I didn't really feel it for a while and it wasn't until, because I didn't have a drink while I was eating um, at all and I, I, was, I, was like, I felt really thirsty. So obviously when you start eating a lot of like crap, yeah. you know, it's got a lot of like salt and stuff and it makes you thirsty. Mm-hmm. So I need a drink and I downed some water just naturally because that's like what you do when you're thirsty. And it was like drinking the water triggered my belly into realizing what I'd eaten. And I don't know, I don't know what the science is behind it, but it was like that water then blew my stomach up. My stomach was in, I was in pain. I was in so much pain. I had all this regret. I then was like, oh my God, what have I done? And I was still doing my check in the next morning. Mm. And I thought, I fucked it. Like, what have I done? And I said, right, okay, that's fine. Allow that. Tomorrow when I have my check-in, like my coach was gonna give me like a new a new diet plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, that's fine. I've allowed this night, don't feel guilty, and then tomorrow just get back to it, carry on with your diet plan, it'll be fine. Um, but my diet plan that he gave me was very similar to the diet that I had on prep. Yeah. And just with a couple of things added so I found it very difficult to stick to and I'm not gonna lie even if I'd had like other things to eat I, I don't think I would have stuck to it I think for me I just wanted to eat everything and anything I'd go out to the shops specifically to buy stuff I wasn't meant to eat at like ridiculous o'clock at night and it was it was really bad and I'd I'd have all these sweets from America still and like I had this massive like two kilogram bag of peanut butter M&Ms sitting in my room. And what I do is during the day, like I'd eat my breakfast fine and I'd I'd eat like a couple of meals. I'd eat most of my meals on my plan. 
but I'd also just shovel my hand into the bag into the bag and I'd just eat some whenever I fancied yeah. or I'd just go you know what I fancy a cookie so I'd go to the shops and I'd buy a packet of cookies and eat the whole pack or I fancy some pasta so I'd have some pasta and it just looking back at it now like I don't think there was anything I really could have done majorly to stop it yeah but um yeah it wasn't a very good it wasn't a very good um relationship to have with Mm. food um and it took me a while to um get out of that yeah have you would you say you've learned from it sounds kind of patronizing so I don't want to say that but do you think yeah now that you've had that experience the next time prep comes around you'll sort of maybe know how to manage it better or deal with deal with it, again deal with it better sounds like you did something wrong but to, to not have to because obviously I'm guessing looking back you're not happy with yeah. how it went and you kind of wish maybe things had gone a different way do you think now you could you'd do it differently or you'd know how to do it differently and what your sort of triggers were or yeah I think for me I definitely wouldn't stash up on food mm-hmm. that's a big one and also I think for how I work coming out of a show if I was well when I do one next I think depending on like if I do another one or whatever yeah, yeah. I think I'd I'd allow myself a couple of days yeah um to have what I enjoy and I'd I'd eat what I wanted so I wouldn't go straight back into a meal plan because no. I think that would almost encourage me to not eat it um, yeah. so I think I'd go to eating foods I enjoy but mm-hmm. like not a load of crap and I'd try and make sure I'd have like different foods for breakfast and like a, a different yeah. food for lunch and then like maybe a dinner with my family or something mm-hmm. for a few days after and then I'd go to how I am now what I like my meal plan is now mm-hmm. which is um I tried macros I didn't get along with them because oh, really? I just I found macros for me I couldn't it was a lot of stress to be thinking about what I was eating every single day yeah it is a bit sometimes sometimes I do almost wish I mean I eat pretty much the same stuff anyway so it's almost like a meal plan but I do macros and sometimes it's when I get a change when I get a drop in say carbs then I'm like right now I need to think about how where do I take these carbs from and sometimes I wouldn't say it's stressful but it, it does get it does get with you a bit because you're trying to think yeah. strategically and whereas if someone just said right we're taking this amount of potato from you even though I already do that because I pretty much eat the same stuff anyway but yeah when you're like this as well you, you just want everything to be yeah so yeah macros didn't work for me I was I'd get to the end of the day and I'd be like, oh, my God, I've gone over my carbs. I've not eaten enough protein. And I've yeah. gone over my fats. And I'd yeah. be like, what do you do? And I didn't want to eat, like, chicken. Or, like, I didn't want to eat, like, something that would, like, get my protein goal. No, and no so, for me, it worked. Pre-bed chicken. It's like, no, it's bedtime, isn't it? That's no. when you have your oats, isn't it? Pre-bed, something nice. Not Yeah, yeah. Not so, <laughs> yeah, now, now I've got a meal plan where I've... I sat down with um, Jan and I told him the foods that I wanted and he gave me the amounts to have of them. Yeah. And obviously like a few extras here and there to hit my protein goal or yeah. whatnot. So I think next time I'd want to go back into that after a show. Mm-hmm. But obviously depending on like, say if I did one show after another, but yeah, of course. 
let's say at the end of the shows or yeah, show right. whatever you want to yeah. say sure. that's how I'm going to go back into it cool so just to sort of wrap up we've touched on it a bit because you're wanting to go into fitness next year so looking at sort of future plans in terms of competing as to when potentially you're looking because obviously we don't know when shows are going ahead next year but when would you sort of think about it what are you sort of long term so are you going to spend the IFBB pro route what sort of long term what's the goal and again with the business as well what's the dream with all that so I think competing I'm looking at competing around March next year I cool. think that's the plan at the moment mm-hmm. it, just because I wanted something in my head yeah of course um, to sort of have as a goal yeah um but it's not set in stone and I haven't looked at the competitions yet I but mean I don't that's think there's any point to be honest no. <laughs> looking at anything but yet, that's but... in my head what I'm going to do at the moment um yeah. and we'll see what happens near the time For sure. um and I'm looking to do as I said fitness um IFBB fitness yeah. and I would my my sort of goal within the next few years is to get my IFBB pro card I I want to do that that's something I want to do and then a more long-term goal um is the Olympia oh wow yeah yeah I want to go on the Olympia stage um fantastic uh and my I think it wasn't really a goal that I thought I'd be able to achieve I never really thought about it until like like my coach mentioned it to me he yeah like I said before, he believes in me more than I believe in myself sometimes. And he yeah. told me that he thinks I have the potential to like yeah. do the Olympia. So for someone to say that to you, it then lit yeah. up the fire inside me to want to do it. Yeah. So that's something I really want to do. Um, so that's, that's the long-term goal, I guess. And with business, um, at the moment, I'm not going to lie, I'm not really sure what I'm doing with my business. I want to do a master's next year. Well, the plan was to do a master's in strength and conditioning. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to start setting up my own business while I was doing that. Right. Also yeah. getting a bit of like, um, I was going to work at the placement I was at, but that's all gone out the window now. Um, I don't know if I'm doing my master's still. I want to, but I don't want to do it online. It's all a bit confusing. Is this all because of chuffing Corona? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a little bit... It's quite, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a bit annoying. But there's still the, the long-term goals, yeah. which are pretty much the same. So I do still want to set up a business. Um, mm-hmm. and I want to work within, like, maybe a gym. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of the Body Alignment Clinic. No, can't say how, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. I, I wouldn't expect you to, but it, it's, that's like my, who I look up to. Like a benchmark for what you want to achieve. Yeah, so they're like yeah. a, a sports therapy business who treat bodybuilders and people in the gym. Um, okay. Yeah. In a, so like, that's what I want to do. Is it a down um, south thing? Is this based down south? Is this why I haven't heard yeah. of it? Yeah, that'll be why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Northern thing. No, no. But no, yeah, that's where I want to take it. But that's Maybe. obviously a very, very long-term goal. And I don't really know how I'm going to get there, but... No we'll one see. knows. It? Everyone just... You never know how to do anything. It all just... It all just falls into place, for sure. Yeah. 
And to finally finish off, this is probably the most important question of the entire podcast, and it will okay. take a question for it. Number one cereal. Number one cereal. You get oh, one God. cereal, you have to have it. This is going to determine how much I like you, I'm not going to lie. This is really hard because I, I love cereal. Me too, my favourite. I, I think I'm going to have to say... Can I say two? Go on then. Go on. Only because I'll explain. So okay. Oh, my I think my number one would be Lucky Charms. <laughs> okay, it's okay. You've got time to redeem yourself with number two. But, <laughs> but when I was in America, I tried a cereal called Oreo O's. Okay, okay, now we're talking. And they were yes. incredible. Yes, but you can't get them in England. You can, but like from an American, they're like six quid a box. And it's like, yeah, it's so good. You're it on is, a box in like two yeah. days, it's not worth six quid. But. No, but yeah, that's why I've got two answers because I mean, Lucky Charms, I can get like the, like the rip off version from Asda. Yeah. So. No, that's Aria Earth. Why, what's your favourite? Ah, I actually don't. I, I think it's, I can't pick one. I cannot pick one because it's very mood dependent. But at the moment, I'll take anything because I don't have cereal really at all now. Um, if I do, it's a poverty portion in like mixed into a bit of Greek <laughs> yogurt. Like off season days, it was 100 grams post workout and it was great. Mm. So, and but my favourite one, I don't know if you've ever had it and it, it does change each probably every yeah. week. Lion Bar cereal. Have you ever had that one? No. You can get it in the UK. It's not. It's not expensive. Now it's little bits of caramel and chocolate, and they're just small, but they, oh my god, it's incredible. Ooh. You got cereal on your plan? Yeah. You have to stick to the same cereal. Or could, could you have a bit of flexibility? You know? No, I I have whatever cereal I like. Next time you're in the supermarket, um, which I know is an experience and a half right now, you can't just pop down to the supermarket <laughs> anymore. You've got to mentally prepare yourself. <laughs> get it okay trust me just trust me you have, to, you have to send me a picture of what it looks like it, so it's lying as a cereal it, it, okay. <laughs> yes i'll send you a picture okay. anyway and it'll change your life i promise you. anyway right. well, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast it's been a pleasure you're very welcome and it was yeah. a pleasure to be on the podcast no it's the first one and i don't think i've done too bad such words. no you've done great you don't there's no words thank you very much and yes i'll speak to you later on thank you for listening guys i'll see you later bye bye